Yeah, I'm like that dude had like one of the hard, like the best career moves ever mm-hmm. with Seinfeld and some of his other character work and stuff. Yeah. And then you look at, uh, I mean, people are like, oh, that guy. I'm like, oh, that guy who blew up in, on that set. <laughs> and like, oh, he did crap. more than that. I'm like, yeah, but that's all I remember. That's, yeah. But Pepper's Farm remembers. Isn't that a Family Guy thing? Pepper's Farm remembers? Yeah. I've, never, I've never watched a lot of Family Guy, but. <laughs> it's not great. I think it has the same problem that, like, Marvel movies have. It's like. <laughs> It's just joke after joke after joke. It just, yeah, it just, well, I mean, it's supposed to be. And it can't get out of its own way. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, where you're just so, it's so formulaic. That's, I mean, that's, I guess that's why I've always, as far as uh, adult cartoons, I've always gravitated to King of the Hill because it's, I heard somebody say it's like the most live action adult comedy because it kind of just feels that way. There's still silly moments that are outlandish. Um, but they're no more outlandish than like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is a live action show. So like, they don't do anything that seems super unrealistic. Yeah. The, the most unrealistic thing that I, uh, granted, I haven't watched all like 12 or 13 seasons, but to my memory, the only unrealistic thing, and it's not that unrealistic, but it kind of is, is when Peggy jumps out of a plane and her parachute don't open and she lands into like a field full of cow manure and she survives. Because the cow manure softened the landing, <laughs> like that's like the most kind of okay. You're kind of suspending a little bit of you know. I'm having to suspend some belief there. Potentially, yeah. Potentially, but um, but still, like yeah. I mean, even that, you can kind of like be like, oh, okay, well yeah, she landed in like you know five tons of cow shit. So <laughs> maybe that'll save you. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know you you jump on a plane and you hit water wrong. I mean, people jump off of bridges and die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like yeah. So, yeah, that, so that was one thing. It was kind of... Boring. I don't know if, if manure is more soft or more giving. Yeah. Then I watched a guy jump off a cliff in the boxes and he survived. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you never know. I mean... But the, I guess it's like it's like you want a gradual stop. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to... The surface of the water doesn't help with that gradual. Right. Even though water itself is very, you know, whatever... The surface kind of acts like a really hard barrier, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably what makes jumping into water harder than jumping into, I don't know, quicksand or sand. Which I didn't realize that, too, because there's a um, a machine for divers who are learning to dive, uh-huh. and it what it, it, it breaks the surface tension. Oh, really? It foams up water oh. at the at, underneath, so it blows bubbles, right, I guess. Yeah. And it apparently... You can pretty much hit however you want. It doesn't hurt. Jeez, okay. Hmm. All right. Hello, welcome back to Pipecast. On this episode, we'll be covering L.J. Peretti's Thanksgiving Day. As always, year four, three years of aging. Three years of aging. You saw the blend last year. We won't get into all that. You know, you know what the components are. If you didn't see that episode, click right there um, in the up there in the top of the screen there um but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna light it up a little bit and uh, you know we're, we're smoking away with it um I'm, i mean you want to go ahead and tell them what you think about it yeah it's weird returning to a, a blend once a year um because i don't smoke it until i see you again yeah and then we light it up and then it's just like all right well what were what were some things about it that that you liked and uh what i did this year which i probably shouldn't have done is i re kind of listened to my previous reviews the first time i got it the second time i got it the third time i got it and um the first time was just absolute negative and then the second time <laughs> you could hear this weirdness in my voice where i'm like aromatic doesn't age well <laughs> but this is weird it kind of tastes all right yeah. but it's not great and i was sort of dismissive and then we went into this whole other conversation and then the third year showed up and i loved it yeah and here we are again and it's just as good i like it still i like that it, it still has a the the aromatic qualities the sweetness and rum and some of the fruity essences have meshed but it's it's burn off it burns off real quick yeah but that means that the tobacco has to stand on its own two feet, um, sort of carry you into 
anything that's going to make this uh, worth revisiting. <coughs> but it never did that in the first year. It really yeah. did do it in the second year, even though you could hear kind of doubt in my voice. Yeah, yeah. But third year in this year, or the third year of aging for us now, and then the third year of us recording it, the third episode that we recorded Thanksgiving Day, so two years worth of age, it works. Yeah. Like the tobacco will stand on its own. And it still smells great. I mean, I like the way it smells. Um, the only thing that the only thing that bothers me is, is the first year, I was definitely a Virginia Perique, Virginia Straight, Virginia Burley. Um, I'd kind of come off my Latakia kick. Yeah. So you were definitely seeing that in that first year. Then I, I made a transition the second year to Lakeland, mm-hmm. which would have been like a straight Virginia with maybe some burly components with like a Lakeland essence, so aromatic. And um, I haven't deviated too much. from. I mean, like now I just smoke everything, but I still love Lakeland. I still love aromatics. And I can kind of understand the complexities of aromatics to a certain extent. Now, with this, it's not a Lakeland. And it's not going to have some of that floral essences that Lakeland essence, it's not going to have some of that, that well, those natural oils and things that yeah. the, those uh, proprietary blending recipes that the uh, Bretts use. Yeah, but this is pretty good, still. Like, yeah. uh, it takes a little bit of time, which is aggravating because I mean, why do you want you want to buy it, smoke it, move about your life? Yeah. This is one of those things where you sort of buy it, you set it aside for two years. And then you're good. You're good to go. Um, comparing last year to this year, not much deviation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think that it still holds up. There's kind of a there's a there's a good. I, you can taste age on it, which is exactly what I want. And it and it it sort of what I mean is is that the bowl is pretty consistent throughout. Now, this is a crumble cake, but it would be interesting if I didn't crumble it out because I think we just broke the whole thing up and put it into a yeah. tin and then just went about it. But, um, you know, after that, uh, we really, is that a cat? It's a cat. Get out of here. What is it? Come feed over here. It, it, it thinks it's going to get some, but it ain't going to get out of there. Ignore the cat. But anyway, <laughs> it's good. It's uh, it's consistently good, but it takes a couple years. Yeah, uh, two years of age so far. We're on the third year. I still think it's good. I'd like to see what happens once we get to year five. Yeah, because I think that it's it's definitely going to blend off. Because once we shut, once this is over, we put the cap on and it goes away. Yeah, you know, it doesn't get touched. And, and I, it's it's in a classic seventy degree house, just sitting in a in a yeah. Ten, nothing happens to and, it. And actually, between last year and this year, it stayed in my house this whole time, yeah. unopened. Which was scary because I couldn't find it. <laughs> I went looking for it because we were talking about doing this episode. Yeah. And uh, this is actually the first time we've actually seen each other. Yeah. Since uh, the last episode we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Christmas episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is we like, and we don't mean like this is the first time that we've got together to record. This is the first time we've physically seen, like, been in the presence of each other. Now we we talk, we we talk regularly. Yeah, te- either text or or actual voice call. Um, well, we don't live in the same town. It's hard to get here. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the nature of pipe videos and tobacco videos is that you kind of have to be in the presence of one another. We kind of talked about doing some Zoom call type things, but. Um, and maybe we might, you know, in a pinch if we have to, but it's kind of, it's just, I don't like it. You know, I, I want to, I want to. Yeah. I feel like it's more organic this way. Yeah. Um, because we're talking to each other, which is a little bit easier instead of talking to a screen. Yeah. I, I don't have to worry about the camera so much cause I'm focused on Patrick. The, yeah, exactly. Um, one thing before we get too far off, I will say, I agree with pretty much everything that you said about. Uh, about Thanksgiving Day, um, the only th- things I will add is that I know last year there needs to be a caveat on a lot of blends from from the year 2021 because I felt like I don't know maybe it was things I was eating or I don't know what it was but everything new 
I had a real a real Perique pepper front load, and I know I felt that with Thanksgiving Day last year. Um, that's not here this year, and I don't know if that's because of a change in the tobacco or just a change in me. Like I said, I think it's probably me. But so for me, like if you're if you're watching last year's and you you come watch this one, the big thing for me is that that pepper is not there. Uh, it still is very full, and and like you said, those flavors have kind of meshed. Um, but for me, uh, it seems to have gotten a little harsher, a little bit more rough around the edges, where I thought it would continually to get more, you know, mellowed and smoother. Um, and I don't know if that's just, I'm also haven't been smoking too much. I mean, I've been smoking a pretty good bit the last month, but I don't know, just something's a little bit going on and that could be just this bowl right now, you know, but that's, that's the weird, like you said, that's the weird thing about it. We only smoke it once a year, so you you have one time to kind of gauge what you think about it, and then by the time the next year rolls around, I mean if you're not recording it like we are, you know, and you're not taking notes or anything, do you even remember? Right. You know, so you know it, it is one of those things where it's like if you're gonna buy it and you love it, great, but maybe buy two, put one up, see yeah. what happens in a couple of years, see how much you like it if you can notate it. Yeah. I mean, this is where's ours? This is ours right here. There's still so much left. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're just pulling out one bowl, there's so much of this left. Yeah. It's that this is going to be this. We won't get through this until year twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's two bowls a year for four years now. Yeah. Uh, and that's how much is left. And we were so dismissive the first year that I put up, forgot about it. And then he had an idea for another when we were doing the. Like more of a podcasty thing, yeah. And I go because he wanted to do. We were going to do a little political, yeah. That's right. And then I said, I don't want to waste the tobacco on politics. <laughs> Let's just pull Thanksgiving Day back out and just see what happened because I haven't touched it since we smoked it last. Yeah. And then that sort of became a running joke between us. And then last year, it just came out of nowhere. It was like, hey, <laughs> jokes on y'all. I'm actually a good blend. Yeah. <laughs> Which is but. weird. You wouldn't. Doesn't have a lighter. Which is so. weird. You would think that it wouldn't. I, aromatics aren't supposed to age well, but by God, this one really has hit the mark. And it, you know, it could be because it's from a, a reputable, you know, blender uh, mm-hmm. or, or brick and mortar type blender. Because um, they are, they are considered a brick and mortar, right? LJ Peretti. They're more a brick and mortar than they are like a, a blending house, like Seattle right. Pipe Club. They're not really a blending house, but. Cornell and Deal, right? The, you know, Cornell and Deal isn't really a pipe, sh- or a tobacco shop. They're a tobacco. No, it's a, they're a distributor. Of distributor tobacco, and, and a blender, I guess. And a blender, yeah. I mean, they create stuff. It's got to be distribution. This is a pipe, brick and mortar yeah. pipe. Uh, yeah. Tobacconist. And so for, for that kind of aromatic, this is. This is like as close to tra- a traditional way in which you would acquire tobacco back in yeah. the day. Yeah. A That's brick cool. and mortar tobacconist shop. Yeah. It's really neat. I mean,. So, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's still working. Like you said, I, I don't see it getting worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the harshness that I'm talking about this year may have been there last year. I just don't remember it. One other thing, though. I remember there being kind of like a like a incense kind of thing going on. And I don't, I don't get that here. I don't get that this year. Um, There's an essence of something. Yeah. But because of the age, I think it's burned off all the ar- aromatic qualities. Yeah, all the because it's 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 got it has uh, I think a mix of some juice and rum, and I think a lot of that has burned off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you know, I would you know like he said, if, if you you know, get it and if you don't like it, save it for two years and then give it a, give it another chance. It is weird because I've always been sort of skeptical of age. Like, I think that the difference is minute. Yeah. Um, I can respect age, you know, but, I mean, we're not talking about something that you could actually... Most of the time, I, th- I don't think... I think five years is about as inconsequential as you can get. I'm not saying that maybe over 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem like... I've smoked blends that are five years old. I've got blends in my house that are five, six years old. Yeah. I mean, I could say that I don't have a very well-trained palate, but I feel like the difference is inconsequential. Hmm. Also, how does one gauge that anyway? 
you smoke one, you smoke a blend, right? Say uh, Paredes Thanksgiving Day. It's not going to have the same tobacco components as the first time you smoked it. They, I mean, they'll try to keep it uniform. Yeah. And they'll try to keep the same blend, you know, it, but it's not the same leaf. It's not from the same crop. So, you know, you're not going to be able to, you will not be able to repeat this experiment to a certain extent. And, too, I, I think, <coughs> and again, I think this is probably minute, but there's still a difference between opening up a tin fresh and smoking it and then re, you know, re-jarring it up and waiting five years. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between that and then getting that fresh tin and not opening it and letting it age for five years unopened. There's probably a difference there because you've already opened it once before. Right. I'm, like I said, it's probably really small, you know, but, but there's still that that's another variable you can add that's going to create some kind of inconsistency. Yes, yes. And so, um, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's LJ Freddy's Thanksgiving Day again. Um, but not so fast. We're not going to leave yet. And uh, the spirit of what we normally do on Thanksgiving our Thanksgiving episode, we're going to ramble a little bit. Yeah, we'll just we're shoot catch the breeze. Because like we said, this is the first time we've actually been in each other's presence since, uh, since Christmas of last year. So, um, and we definitely haven't done anything for you guys. No, no. <coughs> no, we haven't. And so, you know, you're going to get a little bit of catch-up. So, um, so, Zach, what's been going on in the last year? So, the last time I think we recorded, I hadn't had the second kid yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, it, my, it was close. It was close. But we recorded most of our stuff in November because we thought Christmas was going to be a nightmare. Yep. So I think we did a Chris. We did a Christmas at Golden Days of Yore, right? Um. No, we three kings. We did. We, three we, kings. we did uh, Golden Days of Yore two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So we had the We Three Kings um, Christmas episode, and uh, we recorded that um, Thanksgiving Day. A couple others, right? I remember because uh, we were on my porch. No, I think that's all we did that day. Okay. Yeah. And then so when we released it, he and I were trying to figure out a schedule. And yeah. then, you know, he had his kid at that point. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it just got away from us. Bad. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, like you, like you said, he, he he's about an hour away from, from me. And um, the nature of it, we want to get together and film them together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it just made it harder. I mean, if you, I mean... In the, in the meantime, you know, I, I've been this. Uh, I've been doing a podcast, but it's more fantasy related, and it's still under the umbrella of what we do. It's we're all kind of involved. He's not involved with a journey through fantasy at the moment, um, but I have a you know we have another person who comes in and, and does that, and, and I plan for that to be a rotating guest people from you know every now and again. But you know we've been doing that, you know, in the meantime. But you know that's not you know that's not tobacco related or pipe related, so you know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something you guys might, you may or may not be interested in. Yeah. So because we're really tobacco specific. Yeah. Or I just don't see how you'd be interested in deviating from anything that wasn't. I mean, I can see there being some other things. We've talked about some other things. Yeah. I'd like to do. um, I have some ideas for some stuff, like making some stuff. Yeah. And presenting that. uh, Yeah. You know. I but mean, we haven't we haven't full on come yeah. to that yet. I mean, pipe smoking is such a weird. It's a it's very encompassing niche because certain people, you know, a lot of people, you know, associate the pipe making with it. So that includes woodworking, um, and then you got the blending part of tobacco. But then you know, a lot of people gravitate to pipes because of you know fantasy novels or something. So like, there was kind of a, an angle there. Mm-hmm. But that's a smaller section of, of especially the, the YouTube pipe community, right? That there's a, a, a less of a um, angle on pipe smoking and, and uh, literature. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, not, well, fiction, genre fiction or anything like that. Um, um, but, but, but I said all that to say, you know, that putting out those episodes are a little bit easier because they don't involve me and Matt to be in the same room we can do that and, and that's a good thing too because he's he's actually two hours away from here for, for me so he, he's further away but that that stuff can be done through uh, you know technology <laughs> and the advancements of the internet um, 
And so, you know, that's kind of been happening. And I, I know that's been, I guess, satiating me <laughs> mm-hmm. in a way because it, it's it's a way to get that creative filter out, you know, to, to do things. Um, but, you know, still, I mean, I would prefer to be able to do both. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to be able to, to record podcast videos and also record, you know, book review type things too. So, um but yeah, like you said, we were trying to kind of get our schedule, but then like it just life kind of got in the way. Kids will do that, yeah, which uh, is fine. I mean, I, I mean, I think in the you know looking into the future of of you know what we do, it's kind of like I mean, just you know, you never know when you're gonna get us. <laughs> you know, it might be. We well, no, might... we're not. I don't think we'll ever abandon it. No, but we are trying to get more consistent. Yeah, and. But we haven't felt we we had a sweet spot there. We had a good run for yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah. I think there a video dropped. I look back on it. A video dropped once a week. The from the from the first of January twenty twenty one to July fourth of twenty twenty one. Right. So yeah, six yeah six months. There was a there's at least one video that dropped yeah. every every week. So yeah, we yeah we did we did pretty we did good. good. We want to do that again. It's just uh, figuring it out. We'll yeah. have to stack recordings and stuff. Yeah, and you probably already noticed that. Yeah. Right now, if you watched any of our videos, you know the you know the setting and the clothing doesn't change from some videos. To I mean, other. a little behind the scenes, like you know, typically he and I will smoke uh, blends ahead of time. We're not always smoking. Yeah. Uh, having to smoke. Sometimes we're smoking ahead. Yeah. on stuff um, just seeing like you know and then we'll take our notes and stuff and then discuss it as is because uh, I smoked some stuff last night that I'm prep prep to speak about today mm-hmm. so it just and then I, th- I think that's what Thursday Friday yeah it's Saturday now so um yeah, I don't know where I was going with that well, uh, it doesn't matter no it don't matter we're random. um in the nature of um of you know us rambling, I'm gonna get personal if you don't mind. I don't care. Um, I'm kind of I don't know what's how to word this, but it's kind of like it's not a crisis of faith, but it's something similar. Um, so to give a little background here, you know, pretty much everybody's had pretty much the same I guess education, like high school education. It's a it's more or less the same no matter where you are. Of course. Depending on what decade, I guess you graduated, that could vary some things. But I'm more so talking in the realm of um, uh, your English classes is kind of where I'm going with this. I mean, so I took like an AP English class and stuff like that. But I don't really remember. I mean, I I remember reading 1984. I remember reading um, Heart of Darkness, um, stuff like that. But I I don't remember reading like Plato or Aristotle or... You know, Hume, Descartes, none of that. I don't remember. I like I. I don't know if we did, and I just don't remember it. I. It doesn't matter. But what I'm getting at is I'm having this kind of like moment right now, and it just happened like in the past week, where I've always assumed that you know when I'm making some kind of philosophical debate or religious debate, not so much, but or political debate, that me and the person I'm I'm talking with, we're on level playing field. Now, one person, one person may be more educated, you know, uh, may have more, like maybe a master's degree or, or a doctorate or something, but we still have a base that we can work from, mm-hmm. and my points can be valid, even if I don't have all that information that they do. But now that I'm looking, so I've been, there's a podcast I found, they're pretty new, like within like half a year new, called The Classical Mind, and they do YouTube videos as well. They're kind of like us. Uh, there's two guys. They're more educated than us and more, and more uh, probably intellectual. I don't know. Um, but they kind of, they're going through like philosophical stuff in the, in the Western canon and stuff like that. And they're kind of evaluating it. And I, so now I'm thinking like, because I don't know this stuff and because I don't, you know, I, I, I've never re- read a lot of this, you know, these, you know, the dialogues and these arguments, I'm starting to think, all these opinions and all these stances that I've had in the past are kind of void because I don't, I, I don't have that knowledge base. So, you know, I just feel like a lot of what I've been thinking and, and, and believing 
could just be blowing smoke up somebody's ass, you know? And and so I'm trying, and, and this isn't like a woe is me, like take pity on me because I feel this way. It's just more that I'm going to take a more vested interest because, you know, I've been reading a lot of fantasy and sci-fi genre fiction. And so I think I'm going to take a little bit more vested interest in, you know, going through the classics, a little bit more of the classics, even though I don't think anybody should read the classics. I but I, I'm going to because I because I believe that how how can I do something good, I guess, for the world, and not really for the world, for, but how can I be a writer, right, mm -hmm. and then not, and, and create something that I'm proud of, it, I don't care if anybody reads it, but, it, but I'm proud of, if I'm creating these things, and I don't, like, I don't have an awareness of what came before it, and what, you know, what makes sense, and w where we came from as a society, and, um, so I'm going to do a little bit more vested interest on reading the philosophies, reading the classics, reading maybe a little bit more autobiographies or biography type things, um, just to get a little bit more sense of the past, because I think it may, because I think it definitely is relevant in the, today, mm -hmm. in the future. Um, so the, you know that's just something that I'm going to be doing over the next, I don't know, I mean probably several years I hope, but just being a little bit more precious with the amount of time I spend like reading and stuff make sure that I'm reading something that you know I'm not going to try to read like 20 50 100 books in a year I'd rather read you know one you know philosophical book and kind of really dissect it and try to understand what are these arguments what are they trying to say what is the meaning behind what they're saying and how does that you know how does that carry to today I don't know I don't know how you how you feel about that <laughs> How do I feel about what you said? There's <laughs> a lot I said, but um, a lot of bullshit. But I think you uh, you come down hard on yourself, but you know it's it's sort of misplaced, maybe your own uh, personal thoughts on things. Because I mean, I don't when you when you say uh, you know when you're talking about. Socratic dialogues, Plato, when you're yeah. talking about Aristotle, Descartes, Nietzsche, who read, first <laughs> off, they're not in English classes, these are philosophies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's not like some, there's not some, we're not, we don't have classical educations in the United States, you mm. know, people aren't reading Latin and talking about like Seneca or we're not looking at or oratory oratorical or rhetorical like uh, like the structures of that I mean that's not I don't know anybody who does that outside of college uh, like, yeah. or who experienced that anywhere outside of college but uh, but there's a lot to unpack with what you said but like <laughs> first off so that's not really anyone's fault it's just personal <laughs> interests you know like you may or may not have an interest in it yeah, yeah. second of all Western philosophy, um, the reason you probably wouldn't is because, um, it's like, I hear things all the time, um, with talking heads and stuff, and it's almost like you have to get rid of the old to make way for the new, even though it's the same. Yeah. So while you may not be familiar specifically with what, like, Plato said in the Republic, I'll give an example of this in a second, just let me get to it. Uh, you might not be familiar with what Plato said, you may be familiar with some talking head and what they're saying because they're saying essentially the same thing and not a lot's changed and I got a point to make of that because I've got something that's a valid argument and it's as valid as it was it's crazy because people say what about this I'll get to it now yeah. so no I won't either and the reason why I won't is because this is one of those fundamental things where it's like you don't you can work on a computer right yeah but can you build a computer all the components no not all the components no it's the same thing with almost every discipline. There is a point of no return where, yeah, you could go back to the fundamentals, you know, but ultimately, like, um, if you want to know everything there is to know about nuclear fission or computing and that processing, uh, yeah, start with basic math, work your way up to differential equations, and then you can jump off into electrical engineering and, like, microprocessing and then slowly but surely you can come up with some sort of process to build out a computer. Yeah. Um, but no one does that. No one. Everyone just knows how to use a computer. I know how to get to www.whatever.com. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
to talk about the arguments, this is one of those things where... This is why I went... This is why my whole thing was a big thing, because I, I know how Zach is. And if I don't get it all in one... He's going to take over. And I wanted you to take over. But I wanted you to have all the pieces of, of the puzzle before you started taking over. Well, this is important because this is something that keeps getting brought up or I've heard it brought up a couple of times. Yeah. Everyone who's watching this has heard this argument. You, you'll you have one opinion or the other, and it's fine. Because um, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't care. But um, <clears throat> you've either heard violent films or violent movies uh, create violent people. So to speak, right? There's an argument. Some people say it doesn't. Some people say it does. It's been going on. I mean, like, literally, you'll say, you watch any tragedy that happens in the United States, uh, mass murder, shootings, or something like that. And if you scan through enough talking heads or political pundits or something, someone's going to be like, well, these violent video games are... It's the culture that is brought up through film, yeah. right? Now... That's a pretty new concept, because when did you have video games? But it's not. And the reason why it's not is because if you read Plato's The Republic, he talks about uh, a society that is really logic-driven, that is uh, comprised of what he calls philosopher kings. Um, I'm not super well-informed about this, so if I'm incorrect, you can just correct me in the comments. But he talks about... Um, once you have a society that's established this way, that when you have like poets and artists and things like that, that they kind of create a fervor and you just need to let them come into town and then just say, all right, no, and kick them out. Like mm -hmm. if they come in and they start doing poetry and stuff, it'll enliven people's sort of emotional um, mm -hmm. properties and kick them out. Now, that's like his whole take. His whole take is, is like, we can't have this, you know, whatsoever. We can only have like the rigors of the mind. And Plato was a, like, I think he was, like, a professional wrestler or something. He was oh. an athlete. Oh, so okay. he believes in, like, the rigors of the body. A lot of Stoics believe this, too, where it's like, you know, you need to have discipline of both mind and body. Whatever. Plato wasn't a Stoic, but whatever. Fast forward to Aristotle, who's considered sort of, like, I think the premier Greek philosopher. Uh, he came up with a concept called um, catharsis. Catharsis being um, like an emotional outlet that allows people to, you know, I guess experience the full breadth of life. Mm -hmm. You can look it up, look up catharsis, whatever. You can have a cathartic moment where like something happens and then, you know, it's almost like a revelation. But his point was is that you need to have arts and and playwrights and poets and things. Everything that, that Plato said, get out of here. Because people would have a cathartic moment and then that would enliven them. So the video game so or film violent argument has been around since Plato and Aristotle. Yeah. It's not um, it's not it's not a one for one, but it is if you consider like those kinds of things like outlets or or if you consider them violent. I mean that argument's been around since forever. Um, I don't have a I'm not gonna make a hot take on what I think is right, yeah. but like the funny thing is, is that when people say, well, I don't, I never read, you know, some of these arguments, you, you probably have come in contact with the watered down version of it for sure. And that's, I'm glad you said that specifically, because that is a, a point that's kind of a motivator for me is that I'm at the point where I don't want the watered down, even though there's context to like, you know, Plato and. You know, the trial of Socrates, there's context there that I don't know, that I'm going to have to learn, right? Right. And you, you know, one would think, well, it would behoove me to just, you know, kind of get the watered-down version because it probably pertains to me in this society at this moment. And, you know, I would have to make more, you know, logical jumps and leaps if I went and read, you know, the Apology, right? And then and then try to see how that fits into today's world. But that's kind of what I'm after. I want to, I want to get to the to the original and then I want to I want to work my brain and want it to I want to flex those brain muscles and try to figure it out myself I don't want to take the easy way I guess mm -hmm. is what I'm thinking and it's not like a it's not that I want to know those things so that I can hold it over someone else's head it's because I feel like I am lacking something because I don't and maybe I don't. Maybe, maybe I, maybe, like you said, maybe I've gotten the watered-down version and that's enough that anybody's ever going to get. Well, I mean, it just depends on, like, you know, 
I mean, I don't know. you I mean, just, this is like, I, I don't know how interesting this is to you guys. Yeah. This is really it's not really tobacco, but like, well, we're just I think, I know, I mean, I think the thing is, so it's, not, this, it's this a little is, bit more than catching up. Well, well uh, to give y'all an insight, this is kind of what a lot of our phone calls are. Our phone calls do kind of ha- tend, we, we, I make sure that we deviate from this kind of stuff on these videos. <laughs> <laughs> but, so he was like, "I want to go," and I'm like, "All right, like just go, go for it." Because I thought he was just gonna be like, "Yeah, my kid, he's walking now." And blah blah blah. No, it's just like real. It's it's well, like Western civilization. What's wrong with it? Well, and and I and yeah, to be honest, if we hadn't recorded the day, the next time we were on the phone, this was what our conversation would have been. To be to like fully fair, but I but like, I mean, like at the end of the day, it's like you know, because this is kind of the argument I have about. A lot of things. I won't get into it, but if you're digging ditches, do you really care about like human biology? Oh yeah. You know, um, and um, while there is a there's a pragmatism to certain amounts of philosophy in everyday life, you don't need to know, you know, yeah. like Hegelian thoughts or like you know, you know, or like Cartesian whatever like philosophy yeah Yeah. um you don't need to know that to get through your i mean it's nice that you can hear someone reference it but also like the as soon as i hear someone reference um um like nietzsche Mm -hmm. you know yeah usually hear like time is a flat circle Mm -hmm. or um god is dead you know as soon as i hear someone say something like that I'm already ready to walk away. It's like, yeah, man, like I had those conversations when I was in my early 20s. Yeah. I don't want to have them now. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're just going to be fumbling around. Like, yeah. not you, just in general. Like, you yeah. just, I don't feel like having those conversations anymore. They don't, I don't feel like they get me anywhere. Yeah. And, and I think that's um, more to my point here is that, and it could be two things. And um, one of them plays into something else we've talked about before, but. I never had those conversations, and I'm and I'm and I don't know if it's that I'm generally interested, not necessarily in having the conversations, but in having the thoughts and working through them. Or am I nostalgic for someone else's past? You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, you're over here saying you've had these conversations in your twenties. You you just you just quoted something from the Republic. I didn't know that any of that. What you just said, hmm. I didn't know that time as a black circle was a Nietzsche thing. I thought it was a a Lovecraft. Thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> because of True Detective. That's where I, you know. Right. So, like, that's where I'm getting at. So, like, am I nostalgic for the past you had? And am I trying to emulate it now? Yeah, but, I mean, it didn't do anything. It didn't inform me. It made me bitter. Like, but, it's not, it doesn't do mm-hmm. anything. It didn't inform anything more than, like, what regular life experiences inform. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Like, um, I don't think, I don't know. I mean... I wouldn't trade all my time for anything because I like the way I am, but at yeah. the same time, <clears throat> I was talking to one of our mutual friends about this, where it's, uh, the curse of knowing is the ultimate burden. Because mm-hmm. if you, if you have like someone who's, if someone is completely happy, but stupid, would you want to be that person? Most people say no. And then I'm like, but how would you know? Like the fact is, is that person statistically is more happy than you are. Like you might have the high of understanding something at a like a larger level. Yeah. But that you're going to have more lows than the dumb person is. And if you are that person, you're not going to know that you're dumb. So it's not like you're you you know that you're missing out on anything. It's just no, like this just, is life. This is life. So yeah. anybody who rejects it, they reject it out of ego. They don't reject it out of like what is true mm-hmm. contentment, happiness. So mm-hmm. if you learn all these things, not saying that learning philosophy is bad or good i'm just saying i'm neutral about it but it doesn't affect the dumb person who's having an absolute happy time forever then are you like have you lived less of a life i would argue that potentially yeah because Mm -hmm. you are less happy more often because of your intellect and really at the end of the day is it everyone looking to be happy well just move on with their life and just be like huh i'm just like you know well, you want to be happy and you want to have good memories with yeah. your family. And, and who's, you're not going to get rejected of that. You're just yeah. not going to know, yeah. like, what um, Plato said in the... <laughs> you're not going to, you know, like, oh, no, like, I don't know about, like, you know, 
Um, Maybe there is a, a, a sense of ego there, but I don't know. And then most, I mean, like another thing too is, is you know, a lot of people like really stack up to Western philosophy and then discredit their time in the church. Yeah. Um, it's not a sales pitch on religion, but like there is as much Western philosophy influence inside biblical theology mm-hmm. as there is in just knowing Western philosophy. I mean, they all both stack. And that's kind of... Like that's another part that I find interesting about that podcast, the Classical Mind, is that one of them is a Anglican or a, yeah, a, an Anglican priest, and the other he's just a member of of Eastern Orthodox Church. So they're religious, and actually one of them I think has a degree in philosophy and theology. Something. Like Regardless, Western thought is absolutely influenced by Christian theology. Yeah. Period. It, yeah. Like there's no, there's no, there is no question of that. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, the reason that you sitting there thinking the way you're thinking in terms of democracy and stuff has everything to do with um, Catholic plenary indulgences, uh, Fugger the Rich, um, a, a, a strategic sales in silver, and uh, <laughs> and um, Martin Luther, you know, yeah. hitting his 95 theses on the door mm. um, because he was he was against. Um, Plenary indulgences, which yeah. has to do with a, a lot. There's a lot of economics mm-hmm. with that Fugger. I think it's Fugger, uh, the Fugger, the rich. Yeah, he's uh, probably the richest person of all time, and he, a lot of his stuff came with real estate and, and a silver deal. Uh-huh. But anyway, he um, that is so. There's so much to yeah. that story that 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 one guy who had kind of a revolutionary idea of, mm-hmm. of uh, economic policy mm-hmm. and lending. Um, that he basically created all of the Protestant Reformation single-handedly. See, there's, there's more things I want to look into because that's. I mean, I don't know. Right, but that's not necessarily philosophy. It's no, just. No, uh, but it, it, but they also play. once again, what am I? Just a conversationalist? Like I, they, I didn't go to work the other day and go, yeah, you know about Fugger the Rich, and they're like, <laughs> you're promoted. <laughs> they're like, shut up, <laughs> make what we need you to make. Yeah, but but you know. Um, I don't know how to word this the right way. No matter what me and you talk about, I'm going to be happy talking about it because it's fun talking with you. Yeah, it's fun. But it is fun to, to, to have these weird, I don't know, um, I don't know if they're esoteric, but just these weird conversations are just fun. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's that, fun it, to read that kind of plays into like, happiness. have like little yeah. tidbits. Of course, yeah. there's a burden to that too because I think, I, I feel like I get annoying. Oh. Well, so then uh, you don't want to talk, um, even though you're interested in it. Not to you, yeah. I don't think. No. Um, That'd be really terrible if you were like, this guy sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here spending hours with him. Um, one thing I will add, and, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll kind of get off of this, but I will say that um, uh, talking about that, that podcast in general, it made me kind of, I do, not, it's not that I take pride in it, but like I said, those two are like, you know, more learned people, and they're, you know, whatever, they're doing a podcast. Like I said, they're kind of similar to us because it's two people doing the podcast, though they're like Zooming because one, I think, is in Maryland and one's in Texas. So, but, um, but I, I got to thinking, I think me and you, I, I could be wrong, me and you, you know, you know how there's blue collar and there's white collar? Yeah. We are together when we get on this. We represent average America, I think. Uh, sure. I mean, because I, I don't think we're too white collar, but we're not we're not too blue collar. We're kinda, right. we kind of sit in that middle ground, right? You know, you know, um, you know we, we know how to we know how to work, we know how to do what we got to do, but then we're also again we we don't live in that philosophical world. We're we're somewhere between the dumb person and the smart person. You know, <laughs> like you were talking about the the curse, and I think that's average America. <laughs> yeah, I did, like uh, yeah, it is a curse, being unable <laughs> to identify with one group specifically but i think if we're if we, you separate us then we're not so much average anymore like you're you probably are a little bit more on that curse realm and i'm a little bit more on that dumb realm um not not i'm not saying i'm dumb i'm just saying you're and i wouldn't and, say like necessarily i just don't think that there's a i think what he's saying is that, that there's not really an advantage to talking about plato to blue collar people yeah, he's not that blue collar people are dumb necessarily, and that, I mean, that's the point. It's you're just to like they too. don't. There's just no purpose in it. Yeah, but I think we, the conversations we have can can dive into blue collar realm and then swerve back up into this 
intellectual, educated realm, right. and then we kind of, you know, when we come together, I mean, other people do it. I'm just saying, I think it's, I think it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I, I'm not like discrediting it. I'm just saying that there is a, there's a certain amount of ego that goes with people when you say, um, hey, like, what about, uh, would you be dumb to be happy? And they'd say no. Yeah. But what are you missing out on? You know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's not a blue collar, that's just in general. Yeah. I know tons of white collar people who just are good at one particular thing and they don't know anything else. Yeah. And they're smart. I mean, I would consider them smart. But also, like, I consider mechanics super smart. Yeah. If someone could rip apart an engine and recalibrate the entire thing and then oh, put it yeah. back together, I mean, how do you discredit that, you know? I mean, it's how is that any different than piecemealing out uh, software yeah. that you're programming? Actually, probably mm-hmm. in the future, if some mechanics hadn't already got around to it, but I'm sure they are in, like, probably, like, California and Texas, but, like, being a mechanic now and, and, and having the knowledge to work on an electric car is probably, like, very, very need, needed. Right. <laughs> that, like, you you were, you were holding, like, a lot of the cards. If you know how to work on a on, on both a, com, a combustion engine and a, a hybrid and, like, electric, because, I mean, people's got to get places, you know, right. and... You know, if you ain't got, if you got all these old timers, like especially here in the South, who maybe don't know how to work on the electric stuff, mm-hmm. they're not gonna help you. No. And then, you know, if you are down here in the South, where there's probably by and large less electric vehicles, um, there's still a lot, but there's probably less in, say, California, New York, whatever. Um, you know, you're, and you know, you're trying to get it work, you know. You're trying to get it worked on, it's not going to happen. But if you got a combustion and you're traveling and you're in California, maybe maybe those old timers who know how to work on combustion engine, maybe they've retired because they saw you know what was coming. Right. They didn't want to learn nothing. They didn't want to learn anything new. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Sorry, we went down a, a little bit of a rambling. Maybe a little bit more existential than you wanted to go. Well. <laughs> We didn't go with politics. And that's, no. I was I was trying to stay away from are, politics. Things are great, in my opinion. Like I'm having a good time with my kids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be back with Patrick and talking about some tobacco. But yeah, LJ Freddy's. You know, if you, when you want to talk about Plato and Aristotle, Thanksgiving Day. Hey, well, you look. What was it? First year was all about the back tobacco and the background of Thanksgiving, which mm-hmm. is natural. That's what it should be. Right. Second year was political because we were off the heels of a incredibly weird election. Um, probably every election from here on out will be weird in some capacity of sense. Um, and then the third year, we, we were just so gobsmacked by the fact that th- it was actually good. <laughs> the the right. plan was good. And then the fourth year, we haven't seen each other since that last review. <laughs> and, and, now, now, and then he's like, I didn't, I hadn't, hadn't, I'm having a crisis of faith, which I was like, oh man, this is about to get really heavy. A crisis. And then he's just like, I haven't read philosophy that... Eight ninety percent of America has read, and I'm like, oh, so you don't, you're not having a crisis. I'm having a crisis of self. Yeah, you're just having a moment where you're like, I probably should have had more experience. And then I'm sitting over here like trashing it, like it's a it's a wasted experience. You you would you would be better served learning how to farm, or or work on a car than you would probably. reading Plato. <laughs> we'll find out in a year's time when I've spent a, a year. Uh, diving through the the five dialogues. <laughs> I mean, like a brown monk's robe, <laughs> like living a completely sedentary life. They're like, what about your kid? I don't know where they are. Left them. Yeah, just moved on. I'm gonna be the next podcast is gonna be a, at a monastery. <laughs> It'll be. I'm taking a vow of silence. Yeah, we'll have to do every <laughs> single episode in one take because you'll get to talk once a year. Oh, okay, there you go. If it's like one of those silent ones, I think you get you're allowed a one day. So, well, I'll have to come up there, and in 24 hours, we'll have to record. It smokes so much tobacco. It smokes so much. <laughs> no, that that is definitely not in the cards for me. But who's to say that there could be some revelation that happens? Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. More than likely not. I'll get halfway into like the first sentence, and I'll be like, "No, nah, I'm done." <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I think one of the tenets of uh, of uh, 
of Western philosophy, I think. I can't remember. Watch this be like Satanism or something, but like, <laughs> is know thyself. Oh, know thyself. I can't remember why. You know, I, I think Satanism's do what they will, or like. Oh, uh, very similar. They have like, yeah, but know thyself is one of the, some, someone said know thyself. That's a huge thing. What is it? Does watch it be like Socrates or Plato? See, like, and I just don't remember. I don't. I don't keep up with all this stuff, you know. What is it? Uh, does thou want to live deliciously or whatever? Black Philip, whatever Black Philip said in The Witch. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. Yeah. Does thou want to live deliciously or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Black Philip. You won't find me like you know <laughs> subscribing to certain. You know, Satanism. Certain Satanism. Sorry, just Satanism in general, I guess. <laughs> Satanism is such a, like, it's just like, I can't remember what it was, but someone someone said, uh, and did an AMA or whatever, oh, yeah, yeah. like, ask me anything. And it was like, uh, I'm a Satanist, ask me anything. Yeah. And the first question was like, what's a seventh grade like? <laughs> 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 And that's the way I feel about it. It's like, it's like it's all right, whatever, you know. What's what's middle school like? Five percent of the people who watch us is Satanism. Satanism, yeah. That's really like we lose. Like, I would love it if we lost, um, you know, 150 subscribers. <laughs> like all these downvotes. Like we love Satanism. They're all Satanists. That's one. The only question is why is Satan? Why are they into tobacco? Because um, you got to do what I will. I get it, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Like, it's just a really specific thing. <laughs> if you if you have 150 subscribers that are into pipe tobacco and they're all Satanists, yeah. there is a connection there somewhere. <laughs> we're doing something that we don't know that we're doing. Some kind right. of symbols <laughs> in the videos. <laughs> we're like, we, we had no idea that we were, you know, summoning, you know, Beelzebub or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> we, we didn't mean to do that. Um, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry. That's well. Yeah, I mean, okay. Getting back, I guess, to personal life. Yeah, kids are great. Your kids are good. Everyone's good. Yeah, it's good to be doing. We're gonna try to be more consistent about those. Yeah, yeah, we're it's yeah. good times. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, hopefully, yeah, like you said, more consistency. At the beginning of the year, hopefully, there'll be a little bit more stuff happening. Don't hold us to it. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never I mean, know. I can't be. We can't, I can't 100% say, yeah, this is going to happen, but we would like, we would like to have a more consistent, um, time. I want to spend time with him and I like doing these, so. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, there you go, that was LJ Peretti's Thanksgiving Day, with a touch of, a little special touch of special sauce from Patrick O'Kelly. Brought to you by the Catholic University American Institute or something, (laughs) Y'all be good. See you, of course, like, you know, I'm not qualified. I mean, clearly smoking too much will kill you. But also, yeah. it's like, all these people died of lung cancer, and you'd be like, yeah, smoking really got them. And they're like, oh, man, that sucks, man. He's like, yeah, he's a valued member of his community. He worked in that asbestos plant for 30 years. <laughs> and you'd be like, what? And we're like.